You're listening to season five of Technically 200, a podcast featuring the stories of Black and Latina women breaking barriers in STEM fields, all while paving the way for the next generation. Tune in weekly to hear from our amazing guests to learn more about STEM fields, how they've navigated these fields as women of color, and about their many contributions to the overall world of STEM. On today's episode, we'll be speaking with Danielle Johns, Marketing Analytics Manager at Expedia Group. Hi, Danielle. How are you today? I'm good. Amber, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you here and so excited to learn more about marketing analytics. Great. Excited to be here. So you work for Expedia Group as a marketing analytics manager. Can you tell us more about what you do? Okay. Um, so actually what I do has kind of um, evolved during the past almost two years since I've been in the marketing analytics role. Um, but ultimately, um, as someone in analytics, I'm bridging the gap between the more technical side, so which is usually the domain of um, business intelligence teams where they're working on pulling the data, establishing data pipelines, and then the business side. So really acting as someone who's interpreting the data um, for the business and then going to the business as well um, to understand what type of data they would need and then translating that back to um, the BI team and like those teams with being responsible for actually putting the data in the tables that then I would look at as a as a marketing analytics manager. Um, so and actually when I started in this role, initially I was more of an individual contributor. So then I was someone who was more, a lot more closely with the data. Um, and so then with that specifically, I had different projects that were looking at um, channel performance, um, looking at um, customer transactions, um, customer like engagement with the different um, platforms, um, and then being responsible for um, pulling that data and then so also interpreting what that data means um, for the business, um, like how we would interpret it, like what areas of opportunity there um, there would be there. Um, and then um, since uh, for like the past couple of months or so, I've been um, a people manager as well. So then now with that, I've been managing someone who's been more um, doing more of that actual data pulling. And while I've done some of it as well, I've spent more time on the um, interacting with the business piece and then managing stakeholders there. But still, again, you know, being um, bridging that gap between looking at the data and then um, interpreting what that means for the business. For someone who maybe doesn't really understand the importance of marketing or analytics, or what is the importance of marketing analytics to a company like Expedia Group? Okay. Um, so I guess the importance would be, um, it's a part of understanding the health of the business. So understanding where the current state of the business is and like where there's opportunity to grow. Um, so a big part of the growth is how customers are engaging with the platform. So like how customers are engaging with the websites, how customers are engaging with the different products. And so then from there, there's, um, we would need the data points to look at that. So what, so talking about marketing channels, so we'd want to know like what, what strategies, what avenues are bringing the customers to the website, what strategies, avenues are encouraging them uh, to then book. Um, and what's encouraging them to, you know, come back, rebook, and like, when are they booking and why? And so that falls under, um, the majority of it, or a lot of it falls under um, marketing analytics. Um, and then um, additionally, like if we're talking about more on the growth side of things, um, and then trying to think about, okay, so this is where, this is how customers are engaging with us now. So how can we predict their, their behavior or how can we encourage them to engage with us differently? And that would fall under um, marketing analytics as well. So there's a, a big component of marketing analytics is also this 
this growth piece and thinking about how to like in, more anticipate um, customer behavior, even anticipate um, travel trends. That's been a lot of um, a big piece of market analytics as well, if we consider you know, the pandemic in the past couple of years. So how to like um, account for that um, in addition to customer behavior, but also looking at spend. So like as where um, that touches with finance as well, but it also falls under marketing when we think about the spend that's allotted to the different marketing um, avenues that, that I mentioned before as well. Marketing analytics is a pretty big field, especially in the travel industry. Danielle shared a lot with us about more of the intricate details of marketing analytics in general. But in case that was a lot, don't worry. Danielle also shares with us some simple examples of how marketing analytics helps an organization grow. The first thing that I thought was like maybe social media. So that's like essentially more or less like a marketing channel. So if you think about like the different, the increase in engagement there over the past, like, you know, a couple of years, what is it, maybe even like a decade or two at this point. Um, and so then the question is like, how do we track that? So we see people are, we see the output, we see, you know, like the TikToks, we see the visuals, but then what is that? Like how has that um, shifted over the years, like the level of engagement and then how do we track that? So that would be marketing analytics. So being able to like figure out some way to quantify like everything that goes into um, the, um, so quantifying the engagement, quantifying the trend, like that would essentially fall under um, marketing analytics and then understand like what, um, what, like how things are going now and then how things can be improved. Um, and then maybe even um, supporting um, product analytics in terms of recommending maybe new features or products to then add to, you know, platforms such as social media, for instance, to improve um, the engagement, improve views as well. Yeah. So it's basically improving the company through reading the data, kind of like letting the data tell the story. Yeah. So I want to take a little bit of a step back and kind of talk about what your trajectory has been like in this field. Okay. Yeah, that's a very good question. And I don't like, I don't have a traditional kind of path to STEM, I would say. Um, but I will say right off the bat that I grew up around people who were in STEM. So I think having that representation is definitely key because even though I didn't go into the field initially, like I had expectations of how it would look and how it would be for me to go into that field based on you know, the people that I was fortunate enough to kind of grow up around. Um, so I started off by studying, um, uh, academically studying international affairs, doing more qualitative method-based research. So a lot of the work that I did academia then um, professionally um, through my first master's degree, which was also in international affairs, focused on um, research and trends, um, but more the international space, looking more at um, international development, um, social, political dynamics, um, economic dynamics as well. So then that's kind of where some of the qualitative got more into what I was doing. Um, and then kind of as I leaned more into maybe the uh, economic side of things, um, was looking more at financial data and wanted to do more with predicting where things would go. And then to be able to provide like a recommendation that was more data driven. So I had, you know, the qualitative piece, but I wanted to see actual like more numbers. Um, I, kind of realized that it would be helpful for me to learn more about quantitative methods deeply because I did, um, you know, I did take um, STAT. I did take um, a couple other math um, classes as well um, uh, in college and in grad school. Um, but I wanted to go deeper into um, the coding side. So especially also as I was looking to um, 
relocate out to the Bay Area and wanted to work um, in a more tech specific field, it seemed that there was um, this gap in the skills on the quantitative side that I need you to do. So then that led me to um, attend grad school again to get an MS in business analytics specifically because the program that I did was focused on learning Python and R specifically to then go and apply it in like a, a job. <laughs> because a lot of times too, some programs may be more abstract. It might just be more for learning and understanding concepts, but I really wanted something that would translate into being able to allow me to pivot to something different. You are the global chair, the global growth chair for Beam. Yeah. Um, we love Beam here at Code <laughs> to College. Uh, we work with you guys a lot. So what has that experience been like? Um, it has been great. Um, and actually it was because of my, um, so when I rejoined the company, I kind of sought out Beam. And then one of the very first events that I did and rejoined the company was with Code College. So that was like a, a great <laughs> way for me to, um, you know, be more involved with Code College as well as like learn more about Beam and what it does and what, you know, partnerships are prioritizes. Um, so, um, and so I guess one of the reasons I wanted to be more actively involved with Beam was to, um, Help to create that sense of community um, because I, so I was in the Miami office initially uh, when I was with Expedia a couple of years ago, and then now based out of San Francisco. And then it's interesting kind of managing engagement across the different offices. And then, you know, and that um, in the past couple of years too, we've been mostly working from home. So I definitely, I, so I was focused on wanting to maintain that sense of community within um, the Beam members um, and then the allies as well. Um, especially since a major draw for people to come to Expedia is the people. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, all the people were feeling um, supported. Um, and it's been great to have um, support uh, for Beam um, from um, the, so I guess Expedia colleagues as a whole, and then even like senior leadership as well. Um, and, um, and I think that's um, kind of key, especially nowadays as well, to have more of that um, executive level um, support. Um, and it's been, uh, it's been, uh, thinking about in terms of, uh, I think, a, so a big component too, is that community internally, but also thinking about the external partnerships. Um, and so it's been kind of great to see the partnership with Code College. With Danielle being the Global Growth Chair at Beam, that stands for Black Expedia Allied Movement, for those that don't know, I was interested to know specifically how being a marketing analytics manager and working on growth internally in the company has contributed to her success as a Global Growth Chair at Beam. I would say that having access to the, to the marketing data, understanding a bit more of how... Um, the, the more customer specific data as well has helped me to then like as I'm looking to do different things within Beam, frame those conversations um, and kind of connect them more with the data as well. So it hasn't been like a direct connection where I'm pulling in data to talk about initiatives for Beam, but it's just that, um, you know, because with these different, well, in terms of, I so to be able to, I guess, make that part of the argument for different things that we're doing to kind of tie it back to like what I'm seeing in the data, for like the business as a whole, it's helpful. Cause like, if we're thinking about, you know, how do we want to, um, you know, do 
the benefit or how do we want to do um, structure campaigns um, in different audiences? What audience should we consider? What trends are we seeing in travel? Um, and so I think there's like a place there for the IBGs to be more involved in those conversations. And so that's kind of a connection that I've been making there as well. Um, and then even with just the fact too that I'm on more of the technical side of things within um, Expedia and, and bringing that back to Beam uh, like has allowed us to have more of a larger perspective of the different Black experiences throughout the company. Um, mm-hmm. And then kind of understand, um, better understand the different sides and kind of understand where there's overlap, where there's a bit of disconnect and um, kind of align different initiatives and perspectives a bit better. If you could give one piece of advice to anyone looking to, you know, enter into marketing analytics, what would it be? Um, I would say, um, I mean, so for skill set wise, um, so maybe start with like first having an overall understanding of what it means, but then also start thinking about maybe specific company specific role that you'd be interested in, um, because the the job description is going to be key. What the company does is going to be key because what you could be working on um, can um, it does have a common theme in terms of the marketing and the, and the data piece, but then it could vary. So like maybe in some places it could be more heavy into um, the statistical statistical testing, um, statistical analysis. Another place it might be more heavy into the dashboarding. Another place might be a bit more program management, a bit more closer to the business, which is kind of where I fall. There's also like a data management piece. Um, And then kind of go from there to see what like hard skills are looking at, what other, you know, soft skills, what other transferable skills, especially like the transferable skills. If you're not already in marketing or marketing analytics, you can still transfer over, but then you just have to kind of tailor your resume, tailor your conversation to um, explaining the story of like how the skills and experiences that you have would translate um, to that role. Um, And then, I mean, even being able to do that would kind of prep you for like what you'd be doing as the marketing analytics manager and telling the story with the data, be it quantitative or qualitative. Um, And I think another thing is to, um, if you, um, so I think starting off, uh, like if you're starting off in STEM, there's like so many different avenues that you can you you can travel to. So like you might have started more on like the product side or started more maybe computer science, but then you can still, you know, make that pivot over to marketing analytics. And then if you're also like someone like me who might not have um, started um, initially um, in STEM as much or in something that was more, um, you know, quantitative, like there's still room um, to pivot. And then you can pivot by learning on your own, doing um, coding, um, program or another avenue. So I, you know, don't be kind of discouraged um, by that either, which I think is something that does come up sometimes, like, you know, making whatever pivot people are trying to make. Um, you know, it might seem a bit, you know, a bit challenging, but, you know, take, you know, some deep breaths and step back because it can be done. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, this has been super informational. I think that there's a lot to learn here about organizational growth um, and just how important marketing analytics is. So thank you so much for sharing and thank you for being on our platform today. Um, it was really nice getting to know you and learning more about what you do. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Technically 200. Don't forget to subscribe and visit us at technically200.com. See you at our next episode.